0: Welcome to episode number 128 of Take Him With You for July 17th, 2011.
1: Where do we go from here now that all of the children are up? And how do we spend our if there's no one us a hand?
0: Well, that's right. Today we're going to be talking about children. That should be fun.
2: Yeah.
0: We're going to talk about what the Bible says about raising kids. It may be different than what you have heard before. In fact, it it probably is, so stick around for that. That's going to be cool. Talk a little bit about the art show that we did yesterday, the Art Walk,
2: and uh,
0: that'll be a fun episode. It'll be exciting. What are you thinking?
2: I think it will be. I'm glad to be recovering from the Art Walk. (laughs) Yeah. um,
0: Do you know who this band is?
2: It sounds familiar, but I don't know names of bands like you do.
0: It's the Alan Parsons Project. Okay. Yes, they're very cool. And uh, I remember uh, listening to these guys when I was younger. A lot younger. I'm old now.
2: Well, you're older than when you were younger.
0: Thanks. That was nice. (laughs) you're being nice to me I know I'm old because today my legs are so sore from standing on pavement at the art walk for hours that uh, I'm like walking like an old man
2: hey Amy can you get my walker but at least you're walking
0: well that's true I guess I could be laying in bed miserable Uh anyway. anyway stick around we're gonna have a great show you'll enjoy it I promise You can tell why I like this band, can't you?
2: Well, because it sounds like cheesy 80s rock and roll. Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. Oh, Lay that, off the cheesy that wasn't part. it? No.
2: Oh, okay. What was it?
0: These were a big. These guys were a big influence on my musical style. You can't I, tell that?
2: Yeah, I can tell that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I used to love listening to Alan Parsons Project. They, they had such cool music and, you know.
2: Would you call this harmonic rock? No
0: No. Well, I guess, I don't know Let's just say it had a lot more substance to it than a lot of other stuff
2: Sort of like Chicago or Journey or something That has some melodies and some beautiful harmonies And some good music to it, not just
0: Oh, you're digging yourself out now
2: Not just um, I thought it was
0: cheesy 80s music Well,
2: you know, it it still is a little bit
0: I think that was 70s music, by the way Oh, okay Anyway, I used to listen to them while I was reading uh, Robert Heinlein books and science fiction books because this is what I thought. I thought Alan Parsons had such a cool thing because they they did sound effects and cool instrumentals and all sorts of stuff along with their things and it, harmonies. It and
2: kind stuff. of reminds me of something that would have been out with the early Buck Rogers kind of genre. <laughs> of, um, you know what I mean? Well, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I love... Beck Rogers and... This Bell. was
0: back when music was really cool. <laughs> okay. You know, when they actually thought about it, it wasn't all done with synthesis. Even though that, that had keyboards and stuff on it, it was, it was definitely a lot harder to do that then than it is now. Yeah. Speaking of that, I had a great time at the Art Walk.
2: That's cool.
0: Yeah, did you um, you tell everybody about the, we got to do a reception and they called me last minute and what did they asked me to do?
2: They asked if you would play live music at the reception.
0: And so I did.
2: For, it was a reception for the artists and the business people downtown. And it was
0: so funny cuz we're yeah. so not used to that kind of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we we've hung out with artists before and stuff like that because that's what I do, you know, but but not quite like that.
2: Do you know one thing that I like the best about it?
0: The smell of wine wafting through the air?
2: Well no, I don't really like the smell of is wine. Is wafting a word? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Uh. But um I was this is this is kind of embarrassing because it's telling how old we are. But when we were just younglings, young married young couple when young married younglings. couple, um, we had I a youth a group. A at a downtown church in Aberdeen, an old theater. Yeah. And one of the girls that was that. in our youth group was there with her fifteen-year-old son, who had won one of the art contests at oh, his school. Oh, I Yeah,
0: that was pretty cool. Jordan was there. Yeah. Jordan,
2: and so it kind of makes me feel old, though, that one of our youth kids is old enough to have kids, our kids' I age. Know. But I yeah. Know. It's weird. It is weird, but it was so nice to see her and her husband and her two boys. and That was cool. I That's one of my favorite things about doing things like that. You have all the artistic art things, and I get to talk with long-lost friends. Yeah. Well, they, so. they
0: invited us to this reception where they were going to go. Um, a bunch of the artists that were in the art walk the next day, which was... Yesterday, or today's Sunday. Yesterday was Saturday. The art walk and Friday was the reception that night. But the one of the directors called me on Friday and said, "Hey, I hear you're doing music at the art show. Do you want to uh, or the art walk? Do you want to do some music tonight? Because we didn't we didn't plan for any." And I said, "Sure, I'll do that." So the local music store here, Rosevear's Music. By the way, Dawn, thank you, and Chloe. Uh, let me borrow a little sound system. I added a subwoofer from my house.
2: And a couple little speakers. Yeah. And I,
0: well, I didn't add. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then um, instead of taking my keyboard, the lady said, well, you can set up your keyboard over on this one side. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to bring my keyboard. And she said, what? I said, I'll bring my iPad. (laughs) Now, you got to understand, we live in Grays Harbor, Aberdeen, Washington, where
2: the home of logging and fishing and
0: Redneckville.
2: Redneckville. Yes. And
0: when you mention iPad, they all kind of look at you funny. And then they have no clue what you're talking about when you talk about electronic music. I mean, they a few of people do, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, it's you know the most technological advanced things here are ATM machines. You know that's really the exciting things that and none of those
2: fancy ones you see on TV that can scan your checks or anything. No, just the old old fashioned kind.
0: Yeah, so you know it was different. But I show up and what I did is I took. um, I've been working on a bunch of different songs, you know. And I actually uh, played some soundtrack stuff with my, uh, I mean, I play, I created the soundtracks in my studio, like for the M.W. Orbit album, I've got that one song, Planet M47, you know what I'm talking about?
2: No, but that's okay.
0: All right, well, anyway, um, oh, I did it, I did it, that's twice now, 50 cents to Amy. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Oh, just a minute, I'm sorry, I, I have, they can't hear this, but I can, there we go. So what I'm going to do is i'm going to play just a little bit of what I did at the um at the art show That's my sawtooth sound that's called the sawtooth and what I did is i played p i took the lead guitar instruments out of the m w orbit soundtrack mm-hmm. and played along with it. I was there. I know, but yeah. I was telling everybody on the podcast. To- so what I did is I went like this.
2: Transmitting on all
0: frequencies. Are you ready? Yeah. This will be cool. Greetings. I'm in W orbit from the planet Earth. So then is I just I just played my sawtooth on the uh, on thumb jam. Ready?
1: Communications established. Now making first contact.
0: So I was able to play along with it. Kind of hard to mix it when we're on the... So I was able to play along with it. It was kind of fun. Now, if I can figure out how to turn this down, there we go. There we go. There. So I was able to play along with it and stuff, and I even changed instruments from time to time, and you know, had a good time playing like the electric guitar. See, you can shake the the application and the gy- the gyros or whatever it is that they use in the iPad changes with it, so... cool well i guess i think
2: it's cool. you don't really think well hope it comes through because i didn't really hear your thumb yeah let let me see if it worked
0: hold on ah through the magic of editing yes it worked great
2: yeah and um i just see our son who got to sleep in a little bit today finally after six days of work i don't know how
0: you do it andrew
2: he, he had marathon I feel like I'm, I feel
0: like I'm an old man Can hardly walk today He's been doing sometimes 17 miles a day On his feet at his new job And no way man
2: That's not just walking That's carrying big loads of wood And, and swinging sledgehammers And all kinds of stuff Crowbars Yeah
0: but you know when you, when, you, uh, when you've gone through the schooling that he has And then you get into the union And then you get a good job like that You make more money in one day than I do in a week
2: yeah, he's he's doing really well, but I think he's very glad for his day of rest today because yeah. <laughs> And then
0: you already have plans for him. He doesn't even know this.
2: Well, if it doesn't rain...
0: <laughs> I looked at his face like,
2: what? No, if it doesn't rain, I'm going to have him help me with the yard for about a half an hour. We just do, need to do a quick mow on it. But <laughs> if it rains... well, Poor you know, guy. I used Worse to have him... work his butt him, off all
0: week and then you make him mow the lawn.
2: Well, I used to have him help around the house a lot more, but I haven't been able to because he gets up at you five I, and goes you know what to I, work. You know and, what I
0: get to do today? What? I get to be on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast Skype call. Yeah. And I have to pay the bills because I didn't two days ago. I <laughs> yeah. usually pay them on the 1st and the 15th, but we were so busy with the art show that I didn't get a chance to. So yeah. I'll be doing that today.
2: Yes, you will. So we don't get late fees or we, something.
0: We never got a late <laughs> fee in our entire marriage. I've yes, always... you've
2: always been really good at paying the bills. Well, actually,
0: you started out paying the bills and for then that lasted about for about one what? month or yeah. two months. and then That wasn't really your forte.
2: Well I think I could do it, but I'm different than Rick is like i'm my my way of paying the bills is is getting little envelopes and doing a budget that way where you put in okay, here's my grocery money, here's my gas money and and everything's very low tech and you do everything on the computer and that's when every that's and... when
0: everything changed when when our friends had an old um, IBM compatible computer that had a yeah. finance program on it. They let me enter my checks into it, mm-hmm. and that's when I took started taking over the finances. Not, not I mean you you have access to all of the money. We share our money. We we're not like some couples that some people have their own accounts or that we just share. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that we do finances now is to be able to enter into the computer and it keeps track of everything for me. And I I appreciate that. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And now I do a lot of my bill paying online, like most people do nowadays. And so we hardly ever go through any checks anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so we use the debit card and we use credit card and pay, try to pay off that as we go, and so on and so forth. So that's what we do. How
2: do we get on finances? Uh, um, boy, I can't remember. <laughs> well, we
0: don't. We didn't plan on talking about that. We're going to talk today. Oh, um, you've
2: mentioned that you had to pay the bills today. That's oh, that's right. That's right. That's that.
0: what I'm going to do today mm-hmm. after the podcast, and that'll be cool. And then, of course, we write the newsletter for tonight. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, you sure can. It's free. And we put it out every Sunday late at night. You get it usually on Monday morning in your inbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Amy writes an article and I write an article. And usually it's something that we've been dealing with in the week. And we try to make the articles oh, – I try to make my articles as encouraging as it can be. And then Amy tries to just kind of tell you what's been going on in our lives. <laughs> I'm not sure why sometimes, how that happened.
2: Sometimes I, I get you know philosophical or something and do something deeper. But yeah. most of the time I do more of a newsletter. Yeah. But-
0: and that's, you know, that's cool. So, But we send that out, and in that newsletter is links to the current program that we have uh, going on and links to our YouTube page and Facebook and all that jazz. Uh, people can... Mm-hmm. And they can, there's even a donate button on there if they wanted to help out with the podcast and stuff like that, which is but really if, cool. I that boring? You're over there yawning? If you don't
2: have the cash, go ahead and get the newsletter anyway and enjoy it. You don't have to pay for it. It's a free newsletter.
0: Well, What's we on? originally started out three years ago. Mm-hmm. By doing it And hoping that people Would subscribe to it And pay 20 bucks a month But that That would help work. Pay for the podcast It didn't but... work So we just Made it into a free newsletter And
2: well- you know and that's the hard part about about anything we would just like to give everything away for free actually I, you get
0: mad at me because like well, yesterday at the art show i gave away a bunch of albums and I she's think, looking at me like I think he we're gave never away. gonna make any money i think he
2: gave away as many as we sold actually <sighs> but you know that's okay i i like the fact that we can be generous and you know sometimes it's frustrating when you spend more on an event than you make but um, you just have to trust God. And, well, we were able to sell
0: um, one of our big art pieces, and yeah, that was good. That, that was helpful. I pay that paid about half.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we have a couple more art shows. We're thinking about doing one at like Sylvia in September. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Then there's another one. I have a gal, a gall- a I actually have a gallery
0: showing uh-huh. of my music and my photography at, frame at uh, frames and things, so mm-hmm. Clyde and Sylvia's frames and things. At the, I think the first weekend in October, yeah. which is they don't do that very often, so they'll put a big article Except in the paper. For I'm
2: going to see if we can get that changed because I think that's the same weekend as my women's retreat.
0: I thought you told me it wasn't.
2: Well, we'll see. We have we need to figure that out. Well. To maybe see if we can go the second weekend It's really
0: cool There's a local store here that does frames art And sells art and stuff like that Mm -hmm. And uh, they have uh, their lifelong friends And when I showed them my photography They said we'd love to have you come do a display So we get the middle part of the store Mm -hmm. And then I'll sign CDs and talk with people And play my music And that should be a lot of fun I've never done that before So Mm -hmm. it could be really cool Or I could get like no people at all So we'll see Yeah I mean, I guess I shouldn't gauge it on how many people, because there's people all over the world that like my music. That it's just, mm-hmm. you never know if people are going to like it or not. But yesterday we had a lot of positive comments, and uh, you know, I was playing all all the way from the the harder stuff that I was just playing on the podcast to real pretty cello pieces and flute and all sorts of stuff I, like that. People really, really enjoy the music. I really
2: love the pretty stuff. Yeah, I know you do. I do. You you got me to marry you by playing me all the, wooing me with all that pretty music on the piano. Little
0: did she know I was a closet heavy metal fan.
2: <laughs> oh, after we started dating for a while, I heard Striper blow out my eardrums. Daniel in your car.
0: Band, and, yeah, yeah, Journey.
2: I would cover Rush. my ears in in the car when we were driving. <laughs> Iron Maiden. You didn't really listen to that stuff when we were dating much, though.
0: Well, no, because I knew you would be turned off.
2: You you listen to Christian? Remember heavy the metal, band Rat?
0: Do you remember Rat?
2: I was never into that round kind of stuff. Round and round, what comes around goes around. They all sounded the yeah. same back in
0: Poison Rat, I
2: didn't Def Leppard. Remember of Def Leppard? Motley Crue, all that stuff. Pyromania. Mania. I didn't. You know what, honey? I really did not like heavy did metal this one? that much. Who did this
0: one? Uh, um, uh, let me see. What was it? it went. Uh, uh, oh gosh. I just want to rock. What was that was the, Oh, we're not going to take it. You remember who did that?
2: Oh, no, um, we're
0: not going to take it. Actually, we're not
2: going to take it anymore. That's not Twisted Sister. It was good it job. Was, okay. Good
0: job.
2: Yeah, I did grow up in the 80s, you know, and I went to public school and listened to all the. You're, Come on, feel the noise. I still remember. Girls, rock your boys. Well, I'm not sure about all the lyrics, but that I, re- was, who was I remember. Who was that?
0: Quiet Riot.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. I remember Quiet really, Riot? I wasn't really into them either. Oh, how about this
0: one? Um, um,
2: everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody's got a new romance. You know. Remember that? I, I never was you like... You do Okay, Rick, you were the Mr. Radio who was that Jockey. Do you remember who that was? I just would sometimes listen to Lover music Boy. on the it bus. It was Loverboy. an art room, but I was... Loverboy. Um, I listened to Christian music mostly in my room. I didn't... Well, except for I did have some old like Fleetwood Mac and Queen and some of that kind of stuff on my stereo at home. But Queen,
0: Queen. Queen.
2: Wow. Yeah. So. They were... They amazing. were pretty rock. Well, too, musicians, but... they were amazing. Yeah. I don't
0: know, you know, I don't know them. Their personally, lifestyle
2: but... might have been I... a little crazy, like a lot of the rock. Well, rock but... and roll, rock
1: and roll, Cleveland, rock and roll.
2: Yeah, but um, hmm,
0: how would we get on that? I
2: don't know. Maybe just because you've like lived and breathed music Remember, for the I'm last forty years. Man, stop me when I'm passing by. All my flavors guaranteed to satisfy. Do you remember that? No.
0: Van Halen, David no. Lee Roth.
2: I just remember Jump from David Lee Roth. Oh,
0: that was an older one. You know, the early ones was like
2: Running with the Devil. Remember that one? No. Wow. No, <laughs>
1: go, I didn't.
2: I do remember. This is going to really age me, though. I do remember, like when I the first life. when the first music videos came out and MTV was launched.
0: Oh, you remember Motley Crue, don't you? I
2: I actually had a bad experience with <laughs> yeah, Motley sk- Crue. Motley Crue
0: was kind of a shock rock band. Well, I remember.
2: Well, some other stuff. I remember on a weekend falling asleep in front of the TV with um, MTV on when it was just young, and you know I'd I'd watch like this kind of pop stuff that was pretty cutesy, and then I fell asleep and I woke up at midnight, and I woke up to. All these satanic symbols with fire and yeah, I can't remember what song it was that was. Motley Crue with the pentagrams yeah, burning yeah, in yeah. the circles. Probably and,
0: not good to have it on in a Baptist home. And huh? I'm
2: going, um, I think I'm gonna not watch MTV at night anymore. This is freaky. How did we, <laughs> do we, ever, we, how did we ever
0: survive being children? What, how do we ever make it through all that?
2: I don't know, you know, and what's different is we don't watch a lot of MTV. For years we didn't even have that channel, and now we have it, but I'm surprised it's it's changed a lot. Well, now they have a bunch of shows. There is one show that I have watched with my daughter that she likes. That's called um, the World's Strictest Parents or something yeah. like that. Well, and our that friend, one's really interesting. Our
0: good friend Kenny that uh, talks on our program Goes once with in our a while. Show today. He works on MT at MTV. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but they have more like shows today. Like yeah,
0: he works on a reality like show. Reality shows. I can't and remember the name of it. And... Kenny, you'll have to enlighten us when it gets on. I know that they've been they've been working all the episodes, and um, Kenny has a big deal to do with the, how they edit it and well, taking care of all the editors. But and when
2: stuff we like were that. teenagers, it was all music videos. They yeah, MTV didn't have MTV any didn't have reality, reality programs. It was
0: all videos.
2: Yeah, it was. It was totally different than today, which, you know, some ways might be good, some ways might be. But what I
0: was happy happiest for is when they would play the really hard rock ones on it. Yeah, then, you
2: know, I didn't like
0: Remember Ronnie ones. James Dio? Do you remember him?
2: You know. Holy diva!
0: That guy had a killer voice.
2: Yeah, not my You've been thing. gone too long in the midnight sea. Remember that? Yeah. It, or, it's like a anything. rainbow
0: in the dark. Remember that?
2: Mm-mm-mm. Rick. <laughs> I don't remember that because I did not like that kind of music. Ride the tiger. (laughs) We got to get
0: away. Get away. I can't believe that I
2: dated you. That's what I can't believe. How did I date
0: you?
1: (laughs) You had me convinced you were
2: this sweet Christian boy. And
0: And
1: then I I play Iron Maiden. Run to
2: the hills. Well, Run for it. your life! You actually played like Christian radio with Judas me most Prees. of the time. You yeah. never played uh, well, any of that then, stuff Well, back then I didn't play. Me.
0: I didn't play a lot of that stuff. But that's kind of what I cut my teeth on when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, it just kind of was. You know.
2: Yeah, I don't like you know. that stuff, but you do, and I love you, even though I disagree. Sometimes. And I play
0: heavy metal guitar.
2: I don't like that, but I love you. I
0: should play it sometime on the program. All no. those that want me to play heavy metal guitar on taking with you, let me know and I will.
2: And I'll go weed um no, I'll sing, in my I'll, garden. I <laughs> will, I promise.
0: I promise that I will write a song and sing a heavy metal song for you. For me? If no, not from me, oh, for you. For me. For you. I'll sing it for you, so you have to be here when I sing it.
2: Oh, no, please don't. I
0: think I'll call it, um...
2: Why My Wife Hates Heavy Metal.
0: No, I don't think that would be a good song.
2: (laughs) Well, I still, I think I've told people, I made a whole group of women laugh one time when, last year at the women's retreat I go to, I I shared with them how I wrote this beautiful ballad about the Holy Spirit. And, um... It was, it was just so profound, and I gave it to you for you to put music to, and that's the last time I've given you something to put music that to. That was
0: many years ago.
2: We were newly we had only been married a couple years, and...
0: She wrote me this beautiful poem. and said, like a wisp of the wind, like, like a, a touch, a touch of, of the dove, burning, warming, warming, consuming my fears, leaving counsel, peace, desire, like a wisp, a wisp, a wisp, a wisp of the wind. So I took it and I made the I made what I called the Batman song, all in the key of E.
2: Yes. And
0: it was and, not at all like And
2: that. I sang it to the ladies at the women's retreat Don't and you they dare were do cracking up. They were like, couldn't believe sweet, quiet Amy singing heavy metal and um,
0: Yeah, I changed it and it was like it Like
2: was, a wisp of the wind, like a touch of the dove, burning, warming, consuming my fears. Remember that? Oh, believe me, I remember that. I'm going, Sacrilege, sacrilege, he ruined my my song. Yeah, right. Yes, but you I remember it was so cute. I was working at a restaurant then. You know, we'd only been married a couple years and and um one of the kids that worked in the in the kitchen
1: uh-huh.
2: um had gotten one of your albums. Oh no. And he saw that I wrote that song. And was
0: so excited. He, he worked was with like, wrote the song. He was
2: like I can't believe it. You wrote a song on this. You wrote the lyrics for this. And, and I didn't really have the heart to tell him, yes, it was supposed to be a ballad. <laughs> and he turned it into, but he thought I was like, I work with some famous. But wasn't he
0: the guy that also like, threw his neck out from headbanging at a concert?
2: No, I don't think so. Oh, who
0: was it? Who was
2: it? I, you know joey or something it was a long long time ago it was you know it was like 23 years ago so i can't really remember (laughs) hard
0: for me to remember back then well okay that was fun he was just a
2: young high school kid he just thought tripping down memory lane there yeah well how did we get off on to all this i don't
0: know it was fun though you know (laughs) okay we're actually putting out the podcast a little bit late this week because yeah, we were so busy with the that. art show. It, so as soon as we're done here, we'll upload it so people can listen. We were
2: but, just too tired to record yesterday. Oh, I was beat. I'm still tired,
0: but that's all right. So why don't we just go ahead and get on into the subject because we promised uh, some folks um, on Facebook. And mm-hmm. actually, this is actually inspired by Laura. Uh, do you say you guys' last name Vieira? Is that how do they say their last name? Um. Is it Vieira? Dan? It's Dan and Laura.
2: I think it's Vieira.
0: Well, anyway, they're from. Okay, I did it again. That's a dollar fifty now. Oh, no, no. Is it twenty five cents or fifty cents every time? You I
2: know what? You keep on saying that, but I haven't seen a quarter yet.
0: <laughs> Do I pay the light bill?
2: Ah, uh, I work too, so, okay, we, both so we both pay, pay, the, pay the light, light bill. bill.
0: <laughs> so there. Yeah. Well, anyway, ah, I did it again. Gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Daniel and his wife live in the UK. And they are mm-hmm. great listeners of the podcast and really encouraging to us. And she had, I was asking what kind of subjects would you like us to, because we were planning out all the different podcasts mm-hmm. we're going to do now for the next couple of months. And she suggested, "How would you do a, a program on how to raise kids? What does the Bible say about raising children? Because they have little kids and, and we've had kids and a lot of our friends have had kids mm-hmm. and some of the people that listen are kids. So we thought that was be a really interesting subject. If we tackle this, and
2: it was and it was also interesting that that last week while we were um, we went out to our favorite Chinese restaurant, my daughter came with us and we were brainstorming. Uh-huh. My daughter had an, had the same idea. Why don't you do one on
0: raising kids. raising kids? and I thought, why would you want us to do one? on You're still <laughs> being raised. So <laughs> well, right. you know when you go to the grocery store and you see like fresh shrimp and farm raised shrimp, uh-huh. we have farm raised kids. Right here, we raise our own kids. Right here,
2: raise our kids. Never mind, that I wasn't the, it really, didn't even work well. I don't get that one, but that's okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. So, do you want to do listener comments first, or do you want me to do the scriptures I have first? Well,
0: why don't we take a quick break? Okay. We'll be back, and we'll tackle this subject. Uh, we're going to talk about what does the Bible say about raising kids, kids. and what are your comments on on uh, raising uh, raising kids the right way. Okay, okay. So stick around.
2: Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela. Then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online
1: at anomalypodcast.com. That's A N O M A L Y podcast.com.
0: Do you remember what the name of the band was?
2: Okay, you're just gonna have to stop asking me these things because I don't remember names of bands like you do. So just tell me. Don't ask me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a cheap trick. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fun. I just I just remembered that song and thought at least it says, "Mommy's all right, Daddy's all right." Don't listen. Don't, don't 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 go read the lyrics. You won't let me play it anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a good song. So our
0: it, subject today, lyric wise, is raising children.
2: Mhm.
0: What does the Bible say about it? Now, there is a lot of controversy over this because I found when I became a believer back in 1985, 86 around there, mm-hmm. when I accepted Christ into my heart, there 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 was really only a couple ways you could go. You could you could be you could just I don't know there was you just can like
2: have authoritative or permissive or No
0: there was like this legalistic church setting mm-hmm. that you went if you joined a church at that point in time at mm-hmm. least around here they basically told you how to do everything they told you how to dress they told you what to how to what music to listen to it was really, really different. It was it's, it was a thing called the shepherding movement that was going on, mm-hmm. and and they call it that because people the the authority in the church was telling people what they should do. People really weren't reading the they were reading the Bible, but they were interpreting it through the leader's eyes instead of actually reading for themselves and asking mm-hmm. God what it meant. So I, I so had we got some a lot friends
2: of, that weren't even allowed to have a TV in their home, right. even though they homeschooled and just had like science videos. Right, that exactly. the Pastor called them in and said. You're not supposed to have a TV in your home. The evil
0: TV. But then, the, of course, we found out later the pastor was having an affair, or, or, yeah. or watching. You know, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's just, yeah, crazy. It was. Stuff. A, it was a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was this stigma on on parents back in the day to raise their kids in a certain way, in a certain manner, and basically make mm-hmm. cookie cutter kids of the way that the at that the pastor thought you should raise your kids. When in reality, the Bible really is a lot cooler. Than what people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times you'll see uh, uh, leaders and stuff make the Bible into something that, that uh, hurts people mm-hmm. and tries to, and gets them money and power and fame and all this jazz, when in fact the Bible really is a instruction book to life. You know, people say when kids are born, I remember when we had our first kid and we thought, how are we going to do this? And you wish they were born with instructions, you know. When you download an album on iTunes, at least it has a little. Sometimes they have the little booklet so you can read the lyrics and you know follow along. When you get a product at the store, usually it has a has a, at least a URL that you can go and read the instructions. But when you have a baby, Both
2: directions on the side of the box. <laughs>
0: God didn't God didn't put a PDF file with the baby. It just doesn't happen that way. And they,
2: well, except for he did, kind of did.
0: Well, he did in a way because yeah. he gave us he gave us scripture yeah. where we can when we read it it does. It's not a book full of do not do this. It's mostly a book full of here's what you can do and it'll work out this way for you.
2: It it's more in my opinion, it's more directing the parent how to live and how to be an example for their kid. And if you're an example and you show consistency in your love and in your training, um, then, you know, hopefully it'll all work out. And I know, you know, I, I think as we as we talk about this, parenting can be a really emotional issue oh, for a says, lot of people. Yeah, it I mean, sure can. I know we've had times when we've thought, "What did we do wrong?" You know, if we times attitude. when we were very happy and very yeah. proud of our kids, and-, and and so I think you know, and we're going to have listeners at all different. Um, places in that spectrum of well, you know, I, saying, "You know oh, What did I do wrong today?" Well, you and know other why? times go, "I'm so proud of that kid. I must have done something right." <laughs> what it,
0: what it is is that all of us as parents, if you're a parent, you understand this. There are seasons in parenting. Mm-hmm. It starts out when your kids are babies,
3: mm-hmm.
0: obviously. Well, I maybe mean, it starts before then. It starts when when you know when your wife gets pregnant and. And then you go through that whole stage of you're going to have a baby. And, and and I
2: have to say something really cute. What? I have to tell everyone what you did when I was expecting our first child.
0: Uh-oh, what did I do?
2: You made a little tape that you talked to A ta- our, cassette tape. A cassette tape that dates us. And I walked a and mile to work. And I put it on my work. on your
0: Walkman. Yeah,
2: I walked a mile to work every day, and I had an apron that I wore underneath my coat, and I put the little headphones in the apron pockets, right by my t- <laughs> right where the baby was. So you talked to him every morning on his way to on my way to work, and said spoke for little know scriptures that. over him, and played and, music, and played music, and I did. yes.
0: Thanks for sharing.
2: <laughs> but you were talking about that first. <coughs> that okay, so, excitement. so
0: well, okay, so you have different seasons in parenting, mm-hmm. and so different thing. It, it it evokes different emotions and different skill levels.
2: Yeah. During some, the different seasons, some so, seasons are more physically exhausting. Right, when like when newborns the when, when, and when they're toddlers new, yes. and stuff.
0: When they're newborns, really, the um, even though I know husbands can help and everything it's it's there's something about a baby and a mom that they bond and there's that and it really is exhausting for the mom i mean not only physically having a baby is i couldn't even believe it i'm sitting there going oh my gosh i could never do this you know i couldn't and <laughs> and uh and then that whole you know no sleep the baby gets up all the time and you it's hard to put them on a schedule and you know and then but then they grow through that Mm -hmm. and then it gets into the toddler years when they get into everything and they're knocking things over and they break stuff. And, and you got to watch them like a hawk because they could get hurt and they have no concept of fear, you know? And so they go through that whole phase and then you have to be a team working together on that. Um, so that the kid doesn't get hurt. And then they grow up into those, the, you know, the, uh, grade school years, I call it, but that's really not everybody has grade schools per se. Uh, but it's the time when time the kids are, you know, between probably, yeah, four and, and 12, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a real growing time. And that's that's really an interesting time because really impressionable years when they still think that mom and dad are heroes, and mm-hmm. that we can do no wrong, you know. And then they get to be getting into the teenage years when we're just stupid, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's not always true. I mean, not all of our kids did that. One of our kids thought we were kind of lame. And I think the other one does think we're kind of lame sometimes, but he doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> He's
2: sitting in the room with us. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> has a little—he
0: has a smirk on his face. And then, and I think it's different. You know, those are yeah. different years too. And then, probably the hardest part for for me was the transition between um, being at home and then them moving out into their on their own. That was probably harder because if they don't go, if they if they don't get out. At the time they're supposed to get out, it can get real nasty um, as far as clashing and stuff like that. Especially
2: if you have, um, like, a (laughs) man-child.
0: A man-child.
2: I'm a man-child. Thank you very
0: much. I'm a man-child. You can only
2: have so many... I like that
0: voice. Man-child.
2: You can have so many roosters in the roost, you know? it's like
0: Too many uh, roosters in the hen hen house house is what they
2: call it. Yeah. And so it's like sometimes... You can get too many strong personalities when it gets to be that age, and they might need to, you know, go stretch their wings. But and at fly. the same time, it, it's hard when you're. We just have gone through this. I remember when we when we went down to say goodbye to our son at university, and yeah. and it was like I didn't
0: have much of a hard time with it. You did
2: well, no, actually, in some ways, you had a harder time because you almost didn't want to go because you were afraid you were going to get emotional. And you don't like thanks getting for, emotional.
0: She whiz, Let's be vulnerable <laughs> to millions of people around the world. Not that millions of people listen to our podcast, but the you know what I mean. Hundreds thanks, or thousands. Thanks for sharing my vulnerabilities.
2: Well, you know it's. You know, Jeez. I guess maybe I could get emotional, and I'm okay about that. But you just don't want to get emotional, so you almost didn't go down. Okay,
0: and, look at kids. Have but
2: been, we did fine. Hey, we both when, did fine. when Either our first one <laughs> when our first one
0: was born, and I watched the baby be born. First of all, it was a really surreal experience seeing a baby be born. But I bawled like a baby when our kid was born, the first one. Our second kid came so quick. I didn't have time to really do anything. <laughs> He's always
2: been a bit impatient. He almost didn't make it to the hospital.
0: <laughs> we got to the hospital in 12 minutes. He's he always bored.
2: wanted to be early to everything, including and his why. birth. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh,
0: so so it's always been really interesting for me. I've always really been emotional with the kids. Not um not that they would know that, but um I think you know when when our oldest left for his first mission trip, to Mexico, I was. You I had was, a harder time. I had than a real rough time with it. Yeah. Well, it, I think it, what it is is just you. You invest your life into them, and not just that, they mean so much to us. You know, th- and it's you want to
2: protect them. Well, no, you want to make I, sure they're safe. That's not
0: that didn't enter my mind as much as the. Uh, that they're, they're a part of you, and you. I just love them, you know, and mm-hmm. it's weird because when when a baby's born, you don't realize how much you can love another person. I mean, you know, when you you know you marry a, your spouse and you're in love with them, and that's mm-hmm. really cool. But there's just something about when you have a kid that God plants this love inside of you, and you think, I don't understand this bond. It's I mean, it's like you know you don't that
2: you would lay down your life. Yeah, for your it's child. like that kind of you know you would take a bullet for your child,
0: like a mama bear and a cub. Yeah. You know, you don't get between us because it's just not a cool situation. And then and then you were pregnant with a second kid.
2: Uh-huh. And,
0: and I thought, how am I ever going to love the second you know, kid as much? I went through we had, that too. I was yeah. like,
2: I, I love my first son so much. Am I going to have room to, in my heart to love the other one as much?
0: And then they're born and, and you totally. love them just as much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the third one and guess what? You love them just as much. It's the weird thing. But yeah. I think it's something that God puts on the inside of us as parents yeah. that... You just you just really love your kids, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing he does that because it's <laughs> because, not always easy. Because sometimes
2: the- they aren't as lovable <laughs> well, <laughs> when sure. they're screaming all night, and you right. know, with and, the earache or something, or you know, and you're just like, oh. Well, I Well, there's need one more season
0: <laughs> that we didn't talk about, and the, and the the last season is when when the children move out and they they have families themselves, and then they're adults, mm-hmm. and and that's a whole other season.
2: I I remember, and there's actually
0: another season after that when the kids begin to take care of the parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We haven't got there yet. You well, kind of. Andrew not... does a lot of work for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when he moves
0: out. I'm in big trouble.
2: Well, we've done that a little bit with our parents, thankfully. My, my dad died young, but you're... I've been going and doing some things for my mom that's harder for her to do sure. now. She's I wish I lived 80s. closer to my parents because I would and do you, more for them. You and Andrew have gone up and helped them with some chores. Andrew and stuff. mostly. But,
0: I do computer stuff for her. Yeah,
2: you do computer stuff for your mom. All and I the talk time. to her all the time too. But it is, there are just totally different seasons, and there is the bond between a parent and a child is yeah. a pretty amazing thing and it a is. pretty emotional thing. And, um, I I think when we were pastoring and we would pray with people, you know, after the services, I would think the number one thing that I prayed with people for was for their children. You know, they would come up and, you know, have concerns for their kids if their kids were making destructive choices in their lives and and their hearts were breaking. And, you know, he just felt so bad (laughs) for, you know, yeah. But prayer does help. Yeah. So would you like me to do comments now or would you like me to, to talk well, about okay. the scriptures we've, I have?
0: All right. We talked about kind of just, we've introed this whole thing. Uh huh. Talked about the seasons. Um, I think now would be a good time. Why don't we, here's the impromptu question that I asked on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And what did I say?
2: It says, if you could give one tip on raising children, what would it be?
0: And we got a lot of comments.
2: Lots of really good comments. Yeah, That's they were all really stuff. good. And Well, most of them were really good. There was a couple. I think were meant to be funny. I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> so so what were some of the comments that people said? or was one tip of raising kids? What was the question again?
2: Okay. If you could give one tip okay. on raising children, all what right. would it be?
0: Right.
2: And Carrie said love them unconditionally, and always be f- there for them no matter what.
0: And that's hard to do.
2: And yet, one, of, one of the God other does things, give grace, yeah. that's one of the things that I thought of as parents. A lot of times, a people's, a person's opinion of God has to do with what their parents were like. That we are kind of examples to them, or we should try to be examples to them of the heart of God. And show them the God kind of love, and now it's hard because we aren't God; we're humans. But but if
0: you fully understand, I don't think anybody fully understands who God is. But if you do understand the love that God has for mm-hmm. His people, you will. It does change the way that you view things. Mm-hmm. So and I even mean, I, I know you I, discipline. That, you well, discipline known, and love. I've known people that are to- just totally don't believe in God,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they are at times. Sometimes they're compassionate and nice, but other times I've met people that. Because of that fact, they're a little bitter about life, and it's just not as not mm-hmm. as cool. Now, I know some agnostics who aren't sure about who God is and everything, mm-hmm. and, and I've seen them have a little bit more compassion. I'm not saying that godless people don't love their kids, because they do. Yeah. But I'm saying it's much easier to love people unconditionally when you have a relationship with God, because you understand mm-hmm. that you can mess up and God still loves you, and so kids can mess up and you still love them. Yeah. That's the example that I was trying to make.
2: Mm-hmm. And Lori said, listen, always listen. Um, I think that's a good thing. And it's it's not always easy to do. Well,
0: if the kid I isn't a communicator. Well,
2: and sometimes I have a couple children that are very talkative. And they're so talkative that sometimes I'm tempted to say um mommy needs a quiet time no, you weren't now. tempted you did say did. i did I did. <laughs> I did say i have said that sometimes because they would be they would talk a lot and i would be like mommy needs a quiet
1: time yes
0: <laughs> there are times still when uh yeah you know, i'm home more often with with one of our kids than you are and uh sometimes i can say <laughs> okay I, i'm gonna put the headphones on now and
2: It's hard, but I, you know, I think the part, I do agree with what Lori says, is that especially it's important to have those communication lines open and that the kids know that if they have something important that they need to talk to or just if they need a buddy. Well, I'll tell you what the worst, you
0: know what the worst thing is, and I experienced this as an adult too, Uh but some of the most awful things to happen is when a parent won't listen to their children. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if a children or a child children if a children, if a child is being hurt or abused, and they go to tell their parent because they feel safe telling their parent, and the parent doesn't listen to them or doesn't believe them, mm-hmm. it can be devastating. Yeah, and even as an adult, I remember having the same feelings with uh, when we discovered some things that were very difficult and had to deal with them, and when a family member doesn't believe you
3: mm-hmm.
0: or. Maybe believes you, but because of change or because of what it's going to do to them, they don't want to deal with, deal it. with it. Yeah, um, it can it can be very hard, mm-hmm. and that's it, there's just something about knowing that somebody will listen to you, which yeah. is very comforting and help, very very life giving. And that's another thing yeah. that you think about it. That's what God does for us too. To yeah, he always to will listen that, to us.
2: To have that knowledge that you can approach God anytime you need to or your, to, parent, or anytime, your yeah. parent anytime That's you need to. it's a comfort
0: and a, and a a security in a mm-hmm. person's
2: life well jesus addressed god as our heavenly father yeah. and you know and and when you have a father you you expect them to protect you and to let you come in Come to them and have them embrace you. And, and not
0: everybody has a family like that. Yeah. I mean, my dad, I was very blessed and fortunate that I had a dad that he wasn't, he didn't talk much. He still doesn't, isn't a real big talker. I mean, he can, but mm-hmm. it's not, he's just not really super communicative. Um, and growing up, the one thing though about my dad is he was always there. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
2: You know, and in today's day and age, that is a huge thing. When about fifty percent of the homes today don't have dads, you know, fifty percent of the children are pretty much being raised without full time fathers. Yeah. You know, and people have to do the best they can in the situation they're in, but it's a real blessing if you have a dad around, even if he isn't perfect, just that he's there is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's
2: next? Angie said, balance discipline with affection and always tell them that they are a good little person. They will grow up believing um, that and in turn be it.
0: That is really wise, really super wise. I think... um the more you can encourage your kids and tell them how much you love them, not and not fake, but real. Mm-hmm. And I know Angie and I know how much she loves yeah, her kids. Oh, and she's she's gonna, into her. Kids. Oh, she's gonna have some dynamite kids. Oh, she's gonna have some. I have kids. a
2: feeling she's gonna be raising very creative, <laughs> and loving, fun, fun yes, individuals. Yes, and I'm really excited to see creative and fun. Yeah, so very very loving. cool.
0: Very good advice, Angie.
2: Yes. Now this is the one that I was hoping was a little bit of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> because benjamin said benadryl <laughs> and that's for people who might not have that brand in different states it's a anahistamine that makes children very tired <laughs> um, okay not funny yeah no it was funny but, but uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. it was said time i've heard cheek. people
0: say velcro walls just put velcro on <laughs> stick them against the wall
2: Oh, I one of our children was very hyperactive, and you don't know how tempting that was to think about Velcro at the time. But yeah, um, yeah. it's it's hard when you have a very active child. But so thanks, God, Ben. Can that was hilarious. <laughs> but I, I unfortunately,
0: did. Ben, I've actually uh, heard of people actually drugging their kids. So that's yeah. why part of it's tragic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah, that we don't recommend drugging <laughs> no, no, children. No, no.
0: Bible doesn't say to drug your children.
2: No. <laughs> Um, of course, we did
0: drag them everywhere, but we didn't drug them.
2: Well, we we carried them. We didn't drag them.
0: I don't know. Some of them I drug. Uh,
2: uh. Melissa said, "Be honest with them about the mistakes you've made." That's a hard one.
0: I don't know. I think my kids see all the mistakes I make. I always felt like a failure, so. Oh. No, really? That's I mean, not it, nice. well, I mean, you take the good, you take the bad, and.
2: And that's the, the facts, facts of, of life. life. The it's the facts, facts of, of life. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hi, Catherine. How are you today?
0: She's awake.
2: She's awake. You know, we. We had her, we drug her to the art show, but I think she, she had, a, had a great time. She had she a did great my, time. She did filming for me. And... One of her best friends came to the art show, art walk, and um, she ran around with her and got her arm painted with a beautiful purple butterfly. And now
0: she wants a tattoo. No.
2: no. I think it'd be okay. No, not, no. You heard it she's from your dad. A,
0: I think it's okay.
2: No, but her mom says she's not going to get tattoos around here. Too much hepatitis and stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. Where
0: do you get a tattoo that you don't get? I,
2: you know, I believe when you were a youth minister, you told the kids that they should wait and and make sure one it was okay with their parents, one with their future spouse, and oh, third no, with God. No,
0: this is what I told them
2: before they started no, putting y- stuff all over. You're their putting box. words in my mouth. Okay.
0: Okay. People would say, Pastor Rick, that back in those days,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you think about tattoos? And I'd say, I like them. I think they're cool. And then parents would go, ah,
1: ah, what did we hire this guy for?
0: But no, But when, when I what I'd really tell them is, look at when you put a tattoo on your body, it's permanent. It doesn't go away. So the most important thing you can do is perhaps wait until you get married, have a spouse, significant other, whatever.
2: Make sure that they're cool and,
0: with that. And then talk with them about it because whether you like it or not, they're gonna be with you the rest of your life. Well, and if you have some embarrassing
2: Especially if you get a tattoo of a boyfriend's name and then he's not your husband later on or yeah, something, that, can be that bad. could be bad.
0: So I always recommended that at least you wait until that time. Now, that doesn't mean that a lot of people do. There's a lot of people we know a lot of really cool people that have tattoos and and I if I wasn't such a wimp, I'd probably get one. But uh yeah. the one thing about tattoos you have to always remember is they stick around. And when you're old and saggy, so is your tattoo. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So be careful where you put them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, so I don't know, know how, how we got, how got, on, we tattoos. got on tattoos.
2: Oh, because okay. of my daughter's. Okay. Once you go on to the next comment.
0: We're talking about parenting.
2: Yes. But
0: don't go saying Rick and Amy say it's okay this for you to get parent, a tattoo. This parent you says check to her
2: daughter, "Don't get a tattoo." <laughs> and I say
0: you can. But not uh, yet, not yet. She's too young.
2: Yeah, over 18. I don't have to be here to hear you whine about how much it hurts.
0: Go ahead. Joanne.
2: Okay, um, St- Steven says, if one day one of them accidentally set your, sets fire to your living room rug, go easy on him, Okay. <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? Sounds like maybe Steve has had Stevens had a little experience with that. Sounds like somebody I know with a um, bathroom sink. An after shave? Yeah. Oh well, you
0: know, rubbing alcohol does burn on water. Just so you know.
2: Well, you know, we might have young people listening to that. Yeah, don't, so pretend don't try you that. Didn't hear that. Don't try
0: don't that like try I did. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Rick was into special effects, but I don't think his mom liked him. Could have been doing into, that, a, into the...
0: special burns, too. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Lisa says, get to know them as individuals and listen to their hearts when they talk to you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very, very, very true. Mm-hmm. That I think that's the biggest thing. That, you know, that's one piece of advice we got early on, and I don't even remember where it came from, but it was talking about making sure you still have their heart. Mm-hmm. Because... There's a point in time when you, if you neglect a child or if you don't listen to them or you try, or you try to make them be somebody that you want them to be versus what they really are, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you, you can tend to lose their heart. What they do is they, they will, well, every person, this is really, this is a fact. Mm -hmm. Every human being wants to be loved and accepted. Yeah. So what happens is if the parent does not love, and accept the child, they will look somewhere else for that love and that yeah. acceptance. And if maybe they don't have God, then they will look in some places that aren't very good for them sometimes. Like this
2: song, looking for love in all the wrong places. Very nice, Amy. I'm
0: very impressed.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm talking your language, music. Um, yeah, I'm but impressed. I don't sing it very well. This is a really good comment.
0: Well, you know before you go on to that comment.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I being being working in the youth ministry for many years. Mm-hmm. One thing we really found. Now dads, if you're listening, listen to this. If you are not affectionate with your daughter
2: in a good healthy way. Yeah, I don't mean weird.
0: Yeah. But I mean if you if if you aren't a, don't aware give her of hugs them, or
2: read her stories at night or...
0: or or even as they get older, if you don't have a relationship where you talk with them a lot and communicate with them quite a bit, um They will look for that somewhere. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, um, as you know, us guys can be a little bit uh, uh, selfish. Mm -hmm. Not that everybody's that way, but a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody's that way. Um, What will happen is, in looking for that acceptance, if they don't get... Some type of male acceptance at home in a in a healthy way, mm-hmm. they will find it, and sometimes it you know it gets unhealthy in a
2: destructive way. Yeah. yeah,
0: and not that not that you know girls shouldn't grow up and marry their husbands. That's a good thing, but uh, it can be kind of bad. So,
2: are you going to retract the thing that you told Catherine she can't date till she's thirty? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But one thing I I and I, I said it will be before then. But um, no, it won't. Yeah, you didn't want her to take driver's ed at 15 either, and I said, you know She doesn't what? even know
0: how to drive a car. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: She's taken driver's ed, and I she passed with I can deny it long enough, maybe be real. She's doing really well. <sighs> um, I will stand up for my daughter Driving to have the car. same rights that my boys had, and that's just going to be the way it is. It
0: has nothing to do with gender. Maybe <sighs> yeah. a little bit, only because I have a soft spot in my heart for my little girl.
2: Yes. Um, when she was little used to say she'd bat her eyes and you'd say, Do you want the checkbook, honey? <laughs> she couldn't even write yet. But um
0: Thanks again for <laughs> this is the revealing podcast. She tells all my flaws.
2: But one thing this this is not a flaw is every year since she's a little girl, you gave her roses for her birthday. Oh,
0: oh, oh I have a good story about that one.
2: And um
0: <laughs>
2: and I just thought, you know, that's really neat because not I don't let me want share the story. Her, in a minute. I don't <laughs> I don't want her to fall in love with some selfish creep who's not gonna treat her like a princess. Or at least, you know, on occasion. <laughs> and I just think it's good that she has a standard that she wants she's hopefully not gonna marry anybody that's not gonna treat her as nice as her daddy treats her.
0: Yes, she needs somebody who will respect her and love mm-hmm. her. Okay, um, here's your story. My story was um Working from home is a little bit different than working in an office where occasionally I would go in and do errands and things. And um, this year, I had roses for her, but she didn't know it. And I gave—I didn't give them to her in the morning. I think I gave them to her in the afternoon, didn't I?
2: I can't remember.
0: But I think she noticed that she didn't get any roses when I had already got them. Oh. And, uh, and I think she was pretty – you were pretty upset, weren't you?
2: I think Catherine noticed she didn't have roses that morning. And wondered. Because you'd always given her flowers for her birthday.
0: Every single year. Yeah. As long as I'm alive. I guess when I'm dead, I can't give you flowers, Catherine. You have to put flowers on my grave. What do you think? (laughs)
2: Oh, that's awful. That's not a very nice thing to say to your daughter. She's Why? I don't think she can hear you anyway. She's oh. on the other end of the house. Okay. She'd okay. be screaming at us right now.
0: <laughs> heard what we said.
2: So this is a really I really admire the person that I admire several of these people, but I don't know all of the comment people who comment. But this lady said discipline her name's Janet. Mm-hmm. She said discipline with love, not just be in charge. Love them unconditionally. Pray, capital letters, three exclamation points. Be real. Don't be one way in public and another at home.
0: Boy, that's true. Kids can
2: see a fake person a mile away.
0: You know, that is so true. We saw that over and over and over. Mm -hmm. We would have parents come to us and say, you really need to get our kid fixed up because they're all out of control and they do this and do that. And then I'd call the kid into the office and we'd talk a little bit and then I'd realize... When they would go home, it was just a battleground. It wasn't mm-hmm. cool. And what yeah, I found exactly. out was they would come to church and put on their church face mm-hmm. and act like they were all great. But when they were at home, it was a, it was a war. They were they didn't live right. And the kids saw that and thought, why don't why do mom and dad act one way at church and then act a different way at home? I mean, there's a certain bit of when you're in public, you gotta control yourself. You know, you don't you don't walk through Walmart burping and farting and. Well, maybe some people do, but but that's you know I mean there I mean there's a a certain thing that you can get away Social with you can let races your well you can let something. your hair down at home you know I guess is the but you should term. be
2: pretty much the same exactly and and that's
0: home. when you see I think that's when a lot of kids reject the notion of religion mm-hmm. or God or Christianity is when when they see such a hypocritical critical situation at home yeah. if if a parent doesn't live with integrity at home but pretends to in public children see that and it's it creates a it creates an atmosphere for them to say, Forget you, I don't want anything to do with you or your God
2: well, I have to say um this particular lady we just read the comment from um I know one of her adult children and admire I admire her work because she's one of the neatest people I know. Cool. So she did well, and I think that was really good
3: advice. Well,
0: see, I think the other thing, too, is sometimes we give people too much credit. I'm not saying that you did that. I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. sometimes we think it's our parenting skills that make the kid turn out a certain way. But if you do that, you also Mm -hmm. have to remember that when they screw up, you have to take blame for that, too. So what I really think we should do— is say, we do the best that we can, Yeah, but they're got in God's hands, and they are their own individuals. Because we know people that have had kids that you would never, you'd wonder why. Why did they go off this way? Mm-hmm. Why did they become a drug addict? Why did this happen to them? Why are mm-hmm. they destructive? I mean, we've got people in prisons that their parents go, how did our kids turn out this way? And it wasn't necessarily the parents' fault. Everybody does make their own choices. Now, yes, yeah. it's important that we raise our kids. It's important that we influence them, and it's important that we watch over them. But in the end, everybody's responsible for their own actions.
2: it, it and is So you can't really
0: get down on yourself too much. Yeah,
2: it is interesting to one degree, though. I'm not giving everyone that ends up in prison um, excuse for their behavior. Everyone's accountable, like you said, for their own behavior. Yeah. But it is interesting that My brother, who is a teacher in prison, Mm -hmm. has asked thousands of inmates over the years what kind of relationship they had with their father Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and asked how many of them had a good relationship with a father in their life that they looked up to, had a father that they could admire. These are hundreds,
0: if not thousands thousands, of people that
2: he's worked with. And out of thousands of inmates that he has asked that question to, only one has said... I had a father that I could look up to and admire. Interesting. And he hung his head in shame and said, "And I feel really bad that I let him down." Wow. Only one out of thousands. So I'm you're right, everyone has as we get to be adults, we have our own accountability to our own behavior.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yet there is an impact. Uh, if you do have parents around
0: Yeah.
2: And not everyone's gonna have a dad at home, but maybe you'll be a granddad or an uncle. If you are a single parent, it's good to try to find someone to help you and be supportive, get a good support system around you Mm -hmm. to to help be a positive influence. So they have some kind of father role Mm -hmm. and you know, and I do know a lot of women who have raised kids on their own and have done a a really great job job on it. But I just wanted to mention that, that that is, that is important if you can, yeah. um, Okay, we if got, you're a man, to try s- to stick around. We're still going to have to get to what the Bible
0: says here, so keep going.
2: Okay, Rhonda says, um, every time you see them, smile. That way they can see your love. That's cool. It's a good thing to smile at your kids once in a while. Amanda says, no matter how much you think you know about Kids, once you have your own, you know nothing it's true we've we've had that feeling before too because yeah. um, yeah. we were youth pastors for years yeah. before we had our own kids.
0: and then when our kids got to be that age, we thought, oh we this will be easy, it wasn't it
2: <laughs> It wasn't easy, but you know, um but this lady had been a preschool teacher for five years, and yeah. um also, you know your child better than anyone else that's true. And um, Wayne says, my tip would be, be careful not to take away their heart for something that they love to do, even if it seems trivial. This may seem obvious, but I learned the hard way.
0: That is so, so true. And we are going to talk about that Mm because that's scriptural. Wayne, what you just said there is covered in the Bible. Yes. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But very, very good advice. You never know, you know. It's really interesting. Like yesterday, um, at the art show here, I'm playing all this music and everything. Some people would sit there and just totally dig it. Other people would kind of like cover their ears and walk away.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: you just don't realize.
2: I didn't see him cover. Their well, ears,
0: you know what I mean. Some
2: people uh, dug it more than others. Yeah. So
0: yeah, but but what happens is you there's there's things that are important to me,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: important to you. That if somebody trivialize, trivializes that, it hurts mm-hmm. and but but there's something about even if cuz see you do this for me cuz you love me. Mm-hmm. There are some things you really don't like that I do.
2: <laughs> Heavy metal. <laughs>
0: right. But you know but you know how much I love it.
2: Yeah. So and so go you into put up with room it and, and read a book. <laughs> but see
0: I know that you're there for me and yeah. um there may be some things that our kids really like and they're good at that we don't see how that's ever going to be
2: um this is funny because Next to heavy metal, my least favorite style of music is what I call barking music, where they go, rrr, rrr. <laughs> I, you know, if you like have teenagers, you know what I'm talking about, and um, barking music. And my oldest son, um, when he was at college did a radio program where they did different music and then he was in a band with one of his best friends
0: and played barking And music. they
2: played barking music on the the campus radio show and you know yeah. what I did my best to listen because I love my son and I listened to through the album that of songs they did and mm-hmm. the very last one was a beautiful melodic song What and was their
0: name We Are Lunar?
2: We Are Lunar. I check think. them out on
0: Facebook they're really good. <laughs> well, we Are Lunar.
2: There's one song that I really liked that was really pretty, and the rest was kind of the barking music, but really but good. at the same time, I appreciate that my son was using his gifts and his talents that God gave him to play music. Way to go, way to go. Okay, and so,
0: Wayne, we'll get to that, that in just a moment. That is good.
2: Okay, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this name properly, Chinese Okay. is kind of how it's spelled. Do not underestimate the dexterity and tenacity of a two-year-old. No matter where you hide it, it will be found, uh-huh. be it a tall shelf or strapped to the ceiling. It's true. <laughs> it's true.
0: Children uh-huh. are very innovative, and uh, don't ever underestimate the, the intelligence of a child. Yeah. And the will and of the a child. the will
2: of a child. Laura um, said, Praise and reward the good things they do, and and spend time with them.
0: Very, very good advice.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good. Michelle said, "All of the, all of the things listed so far are really good. The one that gets me, um, though, is be flexible. Nothing ever goes as planned oh. with kids. LOL. Totally, totally <laughs> true." Yes. You is this have our friend? Is this
0: our friend Michelle that writes the great exploits of her children on no, Facebook? No, this
2: is a different one. Oh, interesting. But um, yeah, I think she would probably understand that one too. Yes. Um, Carrie said, "Always, every day, give them a hug and tell them that you love them." Some people will say, "Well, duh," but um, take it from someone that didn't have it um, told to them or hugged it. Wrecked havoc on my self esteem. Oh. Don't just think and say, um, Well, my kids know I love them. Um, just because I don't say it doesn't mean I don't. Trust me, they want to hear it, not just think you do. And
0: boy, that is sobering advice.
2: It is. And
0: and it does make a difference.
2: And my, I, you know, I think I knew that my dad loved me because he, he would spend quality time with me. He'd take me out feeding But he wasn't cows. super
0: affectionate, was but he? But
2: he wasn't one to really. Tell you that. Tell me. I, there was only one time that I remember being kind of emotional as a teenager and having a hard day and, and just feeling really down. And he said, well, you know that your mom and I love you, don't you? You know, and it's. Instead of just saying, "Well, well okay. we love you, we're there for you," so you know, it, but that was as close as he came. But you know, at least let's
0: let's yeah, it talk close. about <laughs> let's talk about this for a moment because this is interesting. You were the last kid in a line of five, five,
2: and away last kid. Like I was you were
0: seventeen years from your, the oldest your sister
2: and eight years from the youngest. So okay. I was kind of a unplanned treasure. You were the youngest, though. I was the youngest.
0: Mm-hmm. Now this is an interesting thing. I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. When we had our first kid, uh-huh. we had rolls and rolls of film we had to get developed because we took pictures and pictures and pictures. We have big baby books, yeah. and all these everything. We have our second kid, and it probably in half. Uh-huh. Then we have our third kid, and we have.
2: <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. It's probably one roll of film from her first year of life. Yeah,
0: because and because it's just what- you're so
2: busy. Seasons
0: of life change, and yes. uh, it's not that you don't love them. You just have so. <clears throat> to me, it's like. Um, you know, the more kids you have, it's uh, we know families with yeah. large number of kids who love their kids equally, but it just gets so crazy gets that crazy. you they don't all have the and same opportunity. We,
2: we had we had the same thing happening with my family that my oldest sister, um, she had boxes of slides, yeah, um, because that was what and they you, did. You back hardly then. have any pictures of you. My when you were a my kid. mom said. Um, here, honey, and she gave me this little sandwich bag with like five or six slides in it. Yeah, and you know, and it's not that I don't know that my I know my mom and dad love me, but it it is different when you have yeah. a lot of kids, and yeah. you know, you just as parents, you just do your best and yeah. pray for God to fill in the. But rest. it is
0: important. You you still do this. You will. You'll still hug the boys and tell them you love them, and they don't like that very much.
2: They kind of pretend they don't, but I think I think secretly they like it.
0: Well, when I'm, I'm sure them. they're glad you love them and don't and hate I, them.
2: And I I don't do it every day, but every once in a while I'll I'll corner them and give them a little squeeze and tell them I love them. Okay. But that is a good good um thing. Um, Kathy says, lots of praise and anything to boost self-esteem. Kids get down so much at school that they don't have strong self-esteem. And they wind up doing things they shouldn't do just to get through it. So I say, lots of hugs, kisses, praise. Tell them how gorgeous they are and how much you love them. Sorry if it sounds bad but it might just be the last time you never know
0: yeah i think that's a really good philosophy
2: yes you don't you don't know um, no you don't i you know we talked about this on one of our podcasts that one of my nephews died Passed of away, a heart yeah. heart, yeah. And heart condition just, at 12 you, you and, just never know and we had gone and done his 12th birthday cake him yeah. you know and i'm so glad i did that because you never know greg said you can tell kids the truth They won't um, know to ask about things they uh, aren't ready to learn about yet. one day, after providing the simplest and safest truth, um, they'll ask a more probing question, and then you'll know they are really ready to learn.
0: That's a good, good look on it.
2: It says, I know this um, world makes us feel like we have to protect our kids, but they need the right answers as soon as they are old enough to ask the right questions, so Satan can much more easily deceive the unprepared and unaware.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really, really mm-hmm. important because uh, we know some families that raise their kids out of fear, mm-hmm. and fear is never a good thing to raise anything in. Mm-hmm. Faith is a good thing, and confidence is a good thing, but when you raise kids to be afraid. Or you're afraid of what people are going to do to your kids all the time. Um, you're going to produce a, a warped look at life. Uh, because that's just not how we're meant to live. We're not to me- be meant to live in fear. So it's important that we protect our kids in, in, in a healthy way. Yeah. But not go overboard. But I really like his idea of if they ask questions, answer them. Yeah. Then they're ready for that that answer. We, how many more comments we got?
2: Um, we
0: have. Because we need to get done here.
2: Oh. Well, maybe we'll have to just have people read them, but they were all really good. You okay. have probably about fifteen more.
0: Oh, well, we're not going to be able to read okay. them all. What's the general consensus of them?
2: Um, boy, there's just so many different things. Pretty
0: much the same in the same vein, though.
2: Um, I'm not Anything sure. Patience, that- praying, let let boys get dirty. Um, okay, that's good. All kinds of stuff, unconditional love again. Excellent. Um. Yeah, um, so, just so, let them be who God made them to be. There's a lot of good ones. So. All right,
0: well, why don't we talk now? Okay. And thank you, everybody, for your comments. We really appreciate them. Sorry we couldn't get to them all, but the program is only so long.
2: Well, unless, yeah, we want to. No, we could have broke we're this good. into
0: two. No, nah, th- this will work great. Okay, okay, so we have so, some
2: great scriptures.
0: Well, yeah, let's talk about... Now, what the Bible says about raising children, because it may be a little bit different than what a lot of people um, have been told.
2: Now, this is probably one of the most quoted scriptures about raising kids, and it can be taken in what I think is the wrong way. Okay, and, what is it? What is it? And a lot of times, people will just um, quote "spare their rod, spoil the child." You've heard that, we even heard that on Star Trek one time when Data was talking about. Some suggest a more punitive approach: spare the rod, spoil the child. But that was
0: when he made his android daughter law. But, law.
2: but let me read you the whole verse. Can do for beloved. It's also good to read things in context. So let's read the whole verse. All right. This is Proverbs thirteen twenty four.
0: Okay, so what does it really say?
2: It says, "He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly." Okay, and, so that's a
0: little bit different than using that to justify and, beating your kids.
2: And you have to realize what culture, and this is a psalm of well, okay, David, yeah, and, and what culture let's, let's are you, talk you about talking that. about? Let's talk about just, just
0: for a moment. Whenever you read the Bible...
2: Ask who it's written to.
0: That's great. Yeah. You need to, first of all, put it in in context, in context as far as culturally and mm-hmm. who it's being written to at the time. And Don't just take it and go, oh, I, that's what it says in yeah. our days, culture, and times. It maybe means something completely different. And you could go off and actually harm people by taking it out of context. So in context, what and did that scripture really
2: context, mean? In context, this is King David who grew up a shepherd boy. And like as with a sheep? She- was sheep. And he herded sheep. Okay. And as a sheep herder, they would have a long rod. Sometimes it had a hook, a hook on, on the it. Hand. And it was used to guide and direct the sheep. Now, sometimes if they were going in a harmful direction, you might tap on them to say, no, no, don't go that way, and give them a little tap. But as a shepherd who these sheep were their livelihood, they Mm -hmm. lived with the sheep, they loved these sheep, Yeah, that would be their wool, that would be... You,
0: You would never have beat the sheep.
2: You would never beat the sheep, never. And but, so, it doesn't, but
0: it doesn't say you wouldn't correct the sheep and get them back on in, in on track. Well, because the sheep it, were their value, valuable commodity. Yeah, Children should be very valuable to yes. us. You, we should never abuse them or harm them.
2: It, and it, the second part of the verse, which you hardly ever hear quoted, says, but he who loves him, loves the son of mm-hmm. the child, disciplines him promptly. So that means you're going to be consistent. And now this is really hard for me. I'm not saying I've done this perfectly at all, but a good parent, I've heard this from all different people, Dr. Phil, whoever that you hear, Dr. Dobson, whoever you hear talk about parenting, that you need consistency and you need to be prompt with your discipline. If if a child is climbing on top of the table and jumping off and hurting himself, you, you need to discipline them and let them know that's not safe for them to do. Right. And you need to do it then because if later you get out a wooden spoon and beat the daylights out of them, you know, the next day, they won't know what you're trying to train them not to do. Right. But if you – at the time they're doing something harmful – or disrespectful, either harmful. Well, if, and if you put you know, that in
0: a shepherd's perspective, yeah. if the shepherd waited, that sheep could be killed by a wolf, uh-huh. or or fall over in a ravine, or or get itself messed up and hurt um, because the shepherd didn't act quickly.
2: Yeah, and so you have to be prompt, or else they won't. But there won't nowhere be understanding.
0: Yeah, but nowhere do we do we see scripture say to abuse or hurt your child? No, ever.
2: But you're to use that rod to guide and direct them and use discipline and training to help them, help them learn to live a healthy lifestyle, help them learn to love God and learn other, which that's our next verse. And that's, um, Deuteronomy, um, chapter six.
0: What does it say?
2: And now this is, um, I'm going to read a little section because I like to read things in context. Um this is the old testament, which I'll talk about a tie into the New Testament right after this. Okay. It's um Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. So what words? To love God. Right. So To love God, put those in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. Teach what? Teach them to love God.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, Mm -hmm. when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And the last couple verses, just basically have that every part of your life. When you come in your house, when you're sitting, where, you know, have them in front of you all the time. And that,
0: and and wouldn't you say? And in, in, now we know people that have gone extreme with that uh-huh. and made it really Being legalistic, legalistic and, that
2: they actually tie things on their hands or their forehead
0: or write but, things on their walls. Or uh-huh. the, but what what we realize now is when you look at Scripture, when you look at the Bible, it's so important to you look at what the intent behind it mm-hmm. was because the spirit of it is what what God is trying for you to capture here, mm-hmm. not the letter of the law. So. So in essence, what that's saying is lifestyle.
2: Lifestyle. That says, yeah. care about
0: your kids, teach them to love God by you loving God.
2: Have it be in your heart first, right, right. and then as it's in your heart, in your now lifestyle. Now notice, notice
0: it doesn't say, teach kids to love religion, or teach kids to love church, or teach kids to love this or that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's basically saying...
2: Teach them to love God.
0: And that yeah. is the key, because anywhere you go, you don't have to be in church, you don't have to be at a, an organization here or there. You just have to love God in your life,
2: and if and that is that is so much can, more liberating
0: and freeing.
2: If you can train your children or, or teach them by your example to love God, then no matter where they go in life, they're going to be answering to God. Right? You can't be whatever with your circumstance kids they're all in. The time. Well,
0: and it's God. like I remember this in in working out in the in the workforce. Um, one of the reasons the supervisors loved me is because they didn't have to supervise me. Because mm-hmm. I figured God was watching me. Yeah. And that therefore I worked hard even when they weren't around.
2: And that's in the Bible. It says work, you know, as unto but, God, not unto me. But do you understand how that would yeah. work? Because
0: mm-hmm. it I didn't just care about what God thought when I was at church.
2: Yeah. But and, and But tie- I think that's
0: really, really important because um what you'll find is if you if you try to teach kids to love the legalism or the the organization or something like that, it will backfire on you in the end because Mm -hmm. that organization and that legalism will turn on you eventually at at some point. They're never going to be perfect. They'll let you down. But God won't let you down.
2: Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to train our children to love God. And then (coughs) the New Testament, um, and I did not look up this verse um, to give you the reference, but um, a man came to Jesus and asked him what the greatest commandment was. And he quoted from this passage. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And mm-hmm. then he said, and the second is like it, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I thought, as we were preparing for this podcast, I thought, if we could teach our children just two things in life. Mm-hmm. To love God and to love others. All of our social things that we need to teach them, mm-hmm. if if you learn, you know, we... It used to be in public schools they teach the golden rule that came from the Bible: do to other people as you'd want them to do to you. Mm -hmm. If kids learn that, and they learn, you know, to respect other people, respect other people, be loving to other people, be kind to other people, that comes from loving them.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, those are the two most important things. They really
0: are in whatever circumstance you're in life at. That really comes through. I, I think um, I want to end with just talking about a couple of examples that I saw in my kids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been very, very happy with the way my kids have turned out. They, um remember some advice from an elderly gentleman one time. He said, kids are like uh, wet cement. They aren't dry yet. You may, you may <laughs> pour the forms, set. but they aren't set yet. they still got some time and you, we just really need to allow for them to make mistakes and do some of the things that they do. It's never you're never always going to be perfectly pleased with everything your kid does, but you, but there is a there is a, a point where you can watch and see how they develop. And I'll never forget um a couple of different times I've seen some really interesting things because you know me Amy enough to know that I give all our money away and and all the things that I you know, I just for some reason I like giving. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what I've seen in my kids—they they are very generous as well, and in different ways. Mm-hmm. And and I've noticed with with my children, every once in a while, I'll watch and I'll see some things that they do, and I kind of smile because I realize that they have that same thing that God put on the inside of us, and that is to be generous with their time and their talent and their treasures. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool when you see your kids do that kind of thing. But I think the the more important thing is to watch how. How your children react with people around them. We can either get bitter at life and how things have treated us, or we can go forward and and do things and I love the reports that I get about my kids from the people out there in the in in the world because um all their bosses love them the the people that they work for or do things for love their their disposition and their kindness and that's that is that makes me feel great. I know that I'm not responsible for all that. You and I did the best we could. And we really did. We did the best we could. We probably could have done better in a lot of areas. But what's really cool is when you hear back from somebody how much that your kid has blessed them. Mm -hmm. And you just watch them become these awesome adults. And we sit back and we go, wow, this is amazing to us. Because they're not perfect. We know they make mistakes. But it sure is good and it sure is heartwarming to know um, that our children can go out and do some amazing things. My prayer is that all of my children make tons of more money than I did. (laughs) Um, have great, a great many more opportunities than I did that they excel in all the different areas that they want to excel in. And, and the, the big thing for us was that scripture that said, train up a child in the way he, um, way he is gifted at or how does it go?
2: Well, it's Proverbs, um, And it is um, chapter 22, verse 6. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And you did some research at one time Mm -hmm. about what it means to train them up in the way they should go. And it
0: doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean train them up in the way you think they should go. What you do as a parent Mm -hmm. is watch them. And and you know your kid. Like that one comment said, you know your kid better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. God, of course, knows them better than that. But... And also, Watch. what
2: Wayne said about yep. seeing where their heart is and that, leading them—is their say. bent or their direction so, that God puts so in their heart. So look at
0: what they're talented and gifted at, and what they put their hands to that they love to do,
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: you encourage them and train them in that. And then when they get older, they will have something to really go for it. Now we've done that with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say honestly, we've tried as hard as we can to let them do what they feel they are gifted and talented at. Mm-hmm. And we've watched one son go into film school and. Love music gadgets and, and electronics and music, and he thrives in that. Mm-hmm. And cooking and stuff like yeah, that. He loves that kind of stuff. And- mm-hmm. Now, um, our middle child, totally, from the time he was little,
2: he loved, loved to. Loved
0: serve. to- not just serve, but he loved mm-hmm. to use hammers and screwdrivers and <laughs> build things and, and smack his I still his remember
2: a black eye that his older brother got because they were both wanting the same hammer. <laughs> <laughs> on, on his defense, he was being nice and let but, go. But, <laughs> it but, went into his brother's eye. <laughs> but
0: what has he done with his life? He went to carpentry school, mm-hmm. and now he's working in the profession of, of, of carpentry. But
2: he's got a he has a servant's heart and has from the time he's now we
0: watch our daughter Catherine. you know what she's she's gifted in so many she's 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 completely different than the other two Mm -hmm. but each kid is different in their giftings and their event Mm -hmm. and so you know things that she would enjoy doing or something that i think that she would really um like to do we encourage her in that because Mm -hmm. we want our kids to still have our heart and, and we, we still and want to have still, their heart. And she's
2: still 15, so she's still deciding where she wants to right. go. But I know she. we've talked about she's really gifted with working with children. Mm-hmm. One of the things she's thinking about right now is possibly going into physical therapy with the hope of working at a children's hospital. Which would be fantastic. Which her personality, she's very Perfect. sanguine, very encouraging, very chipper. And yeah. she would be, you know, someone that would be able to come along, children that are recuperating from But our, but our whole key, the whole them.
0: point of what we're talking about here is, like Wayne said and like a couple other comments said, even if you think it's trivial, if you yourself don't really like it, because there's some things that I'm like, I try to build things, but I suck at it. <laughs> and Andrew knows that. So when I had to build something, I have I can design it and look at it, but he's the one who has to put it together because I'll just screw it up. In you fact, do pretty good. Well, no, even the together. other day, <laughs> even the other day, building the keyboard stand, I measured it wrong and told him the wrong thing, so he puts it all together and it didn't it was fit. Too short. <laughs> So what happened? It cost us what another thirty bucks to fix, but it was my fault. Another
2: piece of play. He would
0: have figured that out, but I didn't. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. You you find out what your kid is is gifted at, and then you encourage them in that. Mm-hmm. Not only do they see that as a support from you as a parent, but it encourages them to to really develop and and fine tune their skills. So I think that's really the best piece of advice. So in closing, you know I think that um, a lot of times. People think that the biblical way of of you know uh, raising kids is to spank them and to be uh, real legalistic and structure them and everything. But really, in what you've heard now, it's more of a love your kids and and encourage them to be what they what they have the giftings and talents to do. Because you know what God has put on in the inside of their heart what they're best at, mm-hmm. and our job as a parent is to bring that out of them and to encourage them to be everything God has called them to be. I wrote down, important to love them, important to be there for them, because that was kind of the thread through mm-hmm. what we heard too, and that, that's biblical. Um, another thing that's really important is to let them go when you need to. It's mm-hmm. really hard to do.
2: Trust them to God. It's not easy, but... but
0: And that's the whole I thing, know. is you got to just trust that God will take care of them. And then last but not least, don't make them into who you want them to be. Don't live your life through them. Mm-hmm. It'll screw them up, and it'll mm-hmm. mess you up too. Just let them be who God has made them to be, and support them in that, even if you don't like it.
2: And and one last thing I forgot to say earlier is the difference between training.
0: Oh and, yeah, yeah, this is good.
2: And um, punishing or that training. Um, for example, your your child slams the door mm-hmm. every time they come in. Right. Instead of screaming at them and yelling at them, I told you a million times not to slam the door. Instead of doing that, say, I need to show you something. Come walk with me and take them over to the door and say, see this? This will make the door last a lot longer and not shake the whole house and show them how to close the door properly. Mm -hmm. And they say... That's how you do it. Now, why don't you practice that a couple times and, and stand with them while they we, learn to close the door properly? We, we had that. <laughs> and so, that's training.
0: Yeah. We had a situation that we had to do that with one of our kids who would fall onto the furniture. Instead <laughs> and of, it would and, kind of break the furniture Well, yeah, down. our furniture always broke because, you know, after a while, if you just keep falling on it, it's going to break.
2: You kind of make a jump and then crash and on fi- it.
0: finally, at first, we tried the method of just screaming at him. It doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work.
2: <laughs> okay, maybe we've done that. But I'm not saying that's the oh, right gosh. way to we've, do it. <laughs> we've,
0: we've done a few things that are pretty crazy. Uh, but... Uh, but eventually, what we had to do was just be an example because I would fall yeah. on the furniture a lot too. So, uh, you know, okay. I, I think it's all in how we live. You know, but,
2: um, I had oh, I had on this notes. I had a couple things I wrote down too. Okay. I said teach, not preach. Mm-hmm. So teach them the right way to do it. Don't just lecture them or preach them. And that other yeah. one, love, not lecture. Yeah. That lecturing and preaching at them isn't really going to. It's just going to turn them off. Yeah. But if you live an example um, and part of teaching is living an example and yeah. then another part is walking them through it, showing them how to do it right, having right. them practice doing it right.
0: And of course we understand, I mean if you're listening, we understand completely when a kid doesn't want to listen to any of that either. Um there are times, you know, when children are rebellious and it's just how it is. And uh-huh. and, and we feel sorry, you know, and, and we've had those situations in our own lives, so we understand. So, you know, there being a parent things. is never a perfect there, science. There
2: are sometimes I don't really like the word punishment, but there are times when there are consequences to, to behavior, actions, yes. and we would use if-then statements. If you continue to be that snotty and talk back or whatever, yeah. then you will have a day without TV. <laughs> right. There's consequences to poor behavior, but... Mm-hmm. You know, try as much as possible well, to encourage I, yeah. good behavior, and
0: I think it's important that we as parents don't think first of all that we can be perfect at it. Nobody's no. perfect at it, regardless of what people say. If you if you listen to this podcast and think, well, they they act like they're perfect parents. No, 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 no. no. We <laughs> Our kids would perfect. agree. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the most important thing, to do is just love your kids and yeah. be there for them, and and uh, you don't have to be perfect. There's no nothing that says you have to be perfect. Just willing. To love your kids. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So I hope you got something out of it. What the Bible says about raising kids. Um was a great suggestion, Laura. Thank you mm-hmm. for that suggestion. And Catherine. And Catherine. And we have tons of great subjects coming up. I didn't put them up on the screen, so I'm not gonna read them to you, but yeah. we've got a whole bunch of really neat ones that we're gonna be covering. So stick around, come listen to us again. Sorry the podcast was late, but we got it out.
2: Yay. Just
0: in time. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy it. Yes. Anything else you want to say?
2: Well, why don't we just pray and close the show?
0: All right. Father, I thank you for each and every parent out there that's listening. I pray that you would encourage them encourage their heart to love their kids in a way that you want them to. Help us, Lord, as parents to see the things that are on the inside of our kids and to bring them out of them and to encourage them and to be um, encouraging to them. Help us to be all that you've called us to be so that our kids can be that way too. Thank you for loving us enough to um, show us some cool things in your Bible, and uh, thank you for helping us to raise our kids the way you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Okay?
0: Yes. All right, you've been listening to Take Him With You. It's a Moir Multimedia LLC production. Copyright.
2: 2011 All Rights Reserved.
0: That's right. So, uh, we're going to head out now.
2: Have a good day.
0: hmm Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Anne. Bye.
1: Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild podcast, the official fan podcast for the award winning web series The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of season five and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of the Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information.
3: Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun, and We'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because...
2: Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce.
3: And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House.
2: And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward.
3: And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts.
2: Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows.
3: Like Lost?
2: Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written.
3: And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why?
2: Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and
3: in iTunes. <sighs>
1: Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races. We talk about drivers and teams and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.
3: Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around, and we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us.